0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Talking Blurs. I'm John. And I'm Dave. We are sitting here on Saturday, February 10th, right after Loyal is blown, but then come from behind, win over the revs of George Washington. And we are sitting here at, at after a 2 0 road trip to the DC area, feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, we are. In this episode, we're going to talk about the comfort behind win over Mason and Fairfax. We're going to then talk about today's game against GW. We're going to do a quick little highlight, little um, little session about Sheldon Edwards and how special he's been over these past two games. And then we're going to look ahead to our two games next week um, at home against St. Joe's on Valentine's Day and then on the road Sunday going to Rhode Island to face the Rams. So, yeah, let's get started with the um the game on wednesday uh george mason
1: yeah overall this was a really i mean uh sheldon really just kind of stole the show during this game um overall good road win to set up the trip um we were able to pull it out uh with a um 85 79 victory um so as i said sheldon sold show had 27 points des watson and phil philip alston both contributed 14 and then miles rubin had 12. um so good to see him kind of uh Get into the double digits again um, and then it was also good to see that we had four double digit scorers, and then Dame had nine so we almost had five people in double digits which shows like like on the broadcast today they were talking about how. This team can kind of beat you from anywhere and spreads out a lot of the uh, scoring potential, and this is one of those games that definitely showed that. Um, overall. This is a game where turnovers really told the story, for the most part. Um, Loyola had a really good turnover day, was only turning the ball over six times, and then um, George Mason turned the ball over seventeen times. So definitely a uh, definitely when you're looking at box score, that's the biggest point of emphasis and something that loyal has really cleaned up throughout the season, it seems.
0: Yeah, I mean, that turnover disparity, we had 19 points off turnovers compared to their six as well, so really able to capitalize off of that action. Um, One thing I do want to say, though, about um, this game against Mason, George Mason shot almost 60% from the field, shot almost 53% from the three-point line going 9-17, to and then also shot attempted 33 free throws. They're the first team ever to lose a game when you have those three factors in in according to basket like college basketball reference. So the fact that we pulled out a win that's never been done before feels very uh on brand for this team. <laughs> Just the way that we've been playing um it doesn't matter what happens like for the opposing team what no matter what they do we are always in a position to win a game and yeah i mean from the free throw line we went 20 for 26 that's an excellent clip of about 77 percent um 11 for 26 from three that's very respectable especially on the road 42 percent, and a lot of that's helped by sheldon going six of 10 um and then 51 percent overall so yeah you're you were able to really dominate the paint on offense you had a really good performance from deep and you got it done at the line so not really much else you can ask for from um, this Rambler squad, especially on the road on offense. And putting up 85 points anywhere is great. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the highest scoring
1: totals we've had this year, correct?
0: Yeah, I think it's like it might be the top against the D1 opponent. I for, I'm blanking on that detail. Eastern Illinois. Uh, Eastern probably, Illinois you know, 89. scored
1: 89.
0: Yeah i think that These might be right yeah they are okay yeah, yeah so so it's the second highest total we've had this year
1: yeah i mean so that's great to see and like it was also it's also one of those things where we were able to really spread the wealth i mean and then sheldon being sheldon has been huge for us um just because i mean six for 10 when he when that guy gets hot he is feeling very good so i mean we saw that at valpo when he was there and it's just been kind of frustrating to see like you saw glimpses of it last year where he would get in then get hot and then just he didn't get much rotation um last season this year kind of started out the same way but then when jay dawson went down um he started to get more of a. Look, and he started the last two or three games, I believe.
0: Um, uh, I think it's. I think it's been three. Um, I have to. I forget if he started against. Yeah, he he started. Um, yeah. When when Jaden Dawson went down, and we were playing against uh, Slough and Davidson. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway,
1: four games, four straight games. So it's good to see him getting his like getting his time and really taking advantage of it um, and starting to find his group, especially over these last two games. Um, The defense was in this game was kind of like the turnovers. You got a point to like, yeah, you don't want to let up 79 points, but the pace of this game was a little bit faster than more faster than typical games for Loyola. So it was going to be a shootout. It seemed like, and just trying to, you got to win any way you can. So, forcing those turnovers, you did just enough to do that. Um, personal fouls weren't terrible. I mean, Dame only had one. Miles had none. Braden had four, and I think all of them came like in the first ten minutes yeah. of the second half. So that was yeah,
0: it was like a a thirteen minute mark. He went from zero to four. Yeah that that was I. I didn't agree with that, but I mean, shocker, the loyal fan didn't agree with him getting four quick foul calls in a row. Um, yeah. And Mwamba had the funniest stat line, 14 minutes and five fouls, and that's it.
1: That's it, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Didn't attempt <laughs> a shot,
1: didn't attempt a free throw. Yeah. Nope, I mean, nothing.
0: Nope. Yeah, no turnovers. Play
1: your role, boys. Love your role.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Fill them in. But – um. Yeah, I think that the one thing that I was also very happy with this game is that Philip Alston, uh, 14 points, very efficient, 5-for-8 shooting, made a 3 as well, which was nice to see him drain one. Um, but he didn't really play outside of himself, going 4-for-6 in the paint. You saw him get that charge really early in the game. It was like his first personal foul. Only had one the rest of the game, which is really great to see. And, yeah, he was able to consistently contribute to assists, A block, only one turnover, which we know that he can be turnover prone um, when in the paint. But yeah, and then to have one foul between Miles and Dame is huge. When we have seen so many games where we're just like, oh, we're running into this problem where we might not have a big to put in the game at the end. And we saw that happening for GW um, where Stretch got fouled out with nine minutes left and then Darren Buchanan got hurt in that second half. But we'll get to that later um yeah it was just really great to see this team really um spread the wealth on offense but led by none other than sheldon edwards who fans have been begging for him to get more playing time and once he does he pours it on
1: yeah i mean overall like you have to find ways to win games and that's what they did so
0: yeah and you got to give credit to gw they i mean george mason i apologize You got to give credit to George Mason. I mean, they had four players in double figures led by Keyshawn Hall with 20 who did it on five of seven shooting and 10 for 11 from the line. Um, Okoji, their freshman 15 points, 10 of those coming from the free throw line. Um, And then he had Kelly with 12 points. Um, He was probably the most efficient one, four for five from the field and two for three from deep, only two attempted free throws that he made both. And then Maddox, um, eighteen points off six of twelve shooting. So, yeah, really respectable offensive performance from Mason. We just ended up having that last spurt of offense that really put it away for us.
1: Yeah, and in this game, the officiating was doing neither team any favors. So, yeah, um, just came down to turnover battle, and Loyola was able to win that and worked out. <laughs> um any yeah, final I mean, thoughts 49 on the, foul calls <laughs> yeah any final thoughts in the george mason game
0: happy we got a win in that building that was a one of the other places last year that we played on the road and we lost by double figures And this game we came from behind from down 12 to win by six so happy with the effort overall very happy with the result yeah
1: Yeah, that's one thing this team has been doing all season, and it's good to see kind of back is the effort. Like, they, the effort didn't go away last year. It was just a different feel and effort, but like, the effort was, okay, we're going to win. Like, we'll just find a way to win the game. They constantly have that belief in themselves and then keep fighting until they come out on top. I mean, to be after the Jordan Mason game, eight and two on conference play is, Pretty awesome compared to where we expect this team to be um, at the beginning of the year.
0: I mean, yeah, at the beginning of the year, we were saying it'd be great to go nine and nine. It would be great to go eight and ten would probably be the bare minimum of like acceptable. And. I mean, after after the GW game, we're sitting at nine and two, and I think that's a good transition as any that like we had a ten point lead against GW early in the first half we had an 8 point lead at half um and we end up blowing it going down by as many as 7 or 8 in this game and then we storm back and still win the game by 8 this team yeah. is just yeah
1: yeah like and the first 10 minutes of the second half were first 12 minutes even first 14 like if you could go like anything but the last six minutes and Loyola just looked a little bit out of it. I mean, I think they started the half 0 for 9 or 0 for 10 from deep and they kept taking long shots. And then you could see that they started to force things a little bit in that kind of stretch. Dame started to get kind of a, I got got I gotta score in the paint and then would just put leave it short, leave it a little bit there and, it, so then we stopped going inside Then we started shooting and then didn't wasn't falling. I mean, Des had a couple bad shots. Des had a couple shots were just like out of rhythm and shots he normally hits with ease. He just was slightly out of rhythm and one of them like missed everything. Um, Phil tried to take a couple threes and put them over everything as well. Um, I think like this team, like, really got out of sorts in the second half but then when things started to get important and then they started to lock it down um one thing that was kind of another hurdle that they had to overcome is i think gw was in the one and one with like 14 minutes left in the second half or something like that like they were yeah they got into foul trouble early in the second half and we're just kind of trying to Stay alive from that uh, perspective. But like this game also felt very first half, they were letting them play. And then second half, they decided to like lock everything down. And then, because like if you look at the box score, Loyal only had 21 fouls, which is a lot. But like if you break that down to first half, second half, I think we had like seven in the first half or something like that. It wasn't that many in the first half. So then they just started blowing the whistle a lot more in the second half.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, this game definitely wasn't the prettiest. Uh, The second half, especially, as we keep talking about, that was probably our worst second half in conference play so far, especially that first 14 minutes where you have an eight-point lead and you flip it to like it's a 15-point swing where you're down seven. But then you just sit there, and at the under four, you somehow get it to within two. Um, Their guy, uh, Akingbola, or Stretch as they call him, fouls out with about nine minutes left. Uh, Darren Buchanan very unfortunately gets hurt with some sort of leg cramping issue, um, isn't able to come back in the game. And you realize that they're throwing, um, I think it was Smith, on dame adelican down low and dame said oh i got this now and you see him rattle off three straight and ones to get this team back in the lead and we never look back defense locked back in um you got to give credit to maximus edwards though he hit some absolute dead eye threes to give gw the lead and give a lot of momentum to the revolutionaries but I mean, this team just keeps responding and like, it doesn't matter how, how down they get in the box score, how bad they might look on the court. It's just like, they don't hear the bell, like the final bell. So they're just going to keep punching. Um, and you just, some really great contributions all around. I mean, Sheldon Edwards, second straight game of leading the Ramblers and scoring with 18. Des Watson had 14. Phil had 10. And then Braden and oh Damon Delican had 13, and he was our player of the game for this game because of how clutch he was at the end. Um, but then you have players like Jalen Quinn with nine. Braden had nine with three or seven from deep. And then Miles Rubin even still had six with going two for two at the free throw line. On the game, Loyola went 12 of 14 for 80, 86% from the free throw line, which baffles me just because of how bad we looked early in the season and then they st- they announced that they started this breakfast club and we've had one game at 60% and then everything after that's been 70s.
1: Yeah I mean that's one thing that like probably cost us a couple games this year if you really think about it I mean the Richmond game I think we missed um how many free throws have we missed in this game? We missed. Yeah, I mean, we went we went eight for fourteen in the Richmond game. So, Not I mean, pretty. but two points a two point win, a two point loss can be flipped if you shoot eighty percent or seventy percent there. If you make one or two more, it's a different game. Or the layup wins it rather than needing a three at the end. So, like, it was good. It's awesome to see kind of that growth and kind of every. One thing that's kind of noteworthy about this year is early we had the turnovers and that was still one of the biggest things. And then turnovers have started to come under control a little bit more. Um, I think, yeah, we only had eight today. Each team had eight turnover, so it was a relatively clean game overall in terms of turnovers. But like turnovers were huge at the beginning of the year. We were having double digit, if not pushing 20 turnovers a game at certain points, and then we started to clean that up slowly but surely. And then once we got that under control and the offense started moving, it was the free throws, and they started to cheer up that slowly but surely. So it's good to see this team kind of improving on their weaknesses throughout the year rather than continuing to make the same mistakes, continuing to just make you want to pound your head in the wall with missed free throws or something like that. So it's awesome to see that starting to like that kind of growth. And I do give a lot of credit to the coaching staff this year. They have really just coaching staff and the guys have bought in to what Loyola is doing this year and have definitely kind of taken it to heart and really performed well so far. There's never a time where Loyola feels out of games, especially in conference play. Like, there is never, there's not been a game yet in conference play where it's like, oof, we got outclassed. Obviously, when you're nine and two, that's going to be the case. But even like the games where you got outclassed this season were two ranked teams that were FAU and Creighton. And like, even there, like, sometimes the first half, you stuck with them a little bit. Um, But this team has really just shown that. Last year doesn't necessarily mean anything. It was a fluky year. They were trying to transition and they didn't let that scare them going into this season. And they have definitely turned things around and are continuing to try to improve, which is the mark of a good team. And if you want to be successful in the A 10, you're going to need to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this team, I if we could take this version of Loyola and put them back up against that Florida Atlantic team, I like our chances Creighton, I still think. uh, Blows us by just because they're, they're so talented, especially from deep and we have improved, but we still struggle from three point defense. Um, But yeah, I mean, this team is just, they've cleaned up everything except fouling is the only thing that we still have a quarrel about. Um, We're still fouling a little too much, sending our opponents to the free throw line at a little bit too high of a clip. But I mean, despite that, we keep winning these games, which is just, I guess, baffling, but also incredible in the same way that, yeah, I mean, 33 for Mason and then free throws. They, uh, the George Washington took 27 free throw attempts and made 21 of them. So, like, they're making, almost 78% and we still win that game. Like it's just, it's so hard to see that. Like it's so hard to count this team out when you look at a box score and you just say, Oh, everything's going against Loyola. They should be out of it. And then they still are just winning these games by multiple possessions when it just doesn't seem likely. And yeah.
1: The coaching yeah, staff I mean, it, so
0: much credit for this.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, like, I think the fouling, like, I honestly, like, you want to see the big stay out of it more, but that's just going to be Loyola. Like, there's going to be a lot of fouls. Um, just with how intensive defense they want to play, like, you're going to get caught on that stuff because, like, Loyola probably gets away with more fouls than they get called, honestly, in um, the grand scheme of things. Uh, they do get some ticky tac files called, but like a lot of Loyola ticky tac files are because there are uh, tenacious it's defenders fun. on the team that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, honestly, I'm not like you want to see Dame and uh, Miles stay out of foul trouble more. Um, but like, in the grand scheme of things, you're just going to have to take the fouls if you want this defense to, you need to play defense without fouling, but also you can't be too afraid to foul the defense. And I think this defense just has to accept that, yeah, we're going to get hand check calls. We're going to get hold calls just because that's how they play physically. And if you run into a ref that wants to call that stuff, which I think they're going to start to a little bit more, um, it could be. Bad news bears, but so far they have found ways to overcome things.
0: Yeah, and I mean, with your point about Damon Miles staying out of foul trouble on this road trip, they've they've combined to play seventy nine of the eighty minutes available. Yeah, Tom came in for like a two minute stretch in the at the be- end of the first half against GW. So, I mean, they've definitely worked on their fouling. Phil hasn't been in foul trouble these past two games. I mean the two players that have been in the most foul trouble that play like a value- a um, significant role on offense. Sheldon had four against GW, but stayed in, didn't get that fifth, and then Braden against George Mason. and Sheldon came in <laughs> in relief of Braden and said, okay, I'm gonna just go off and be unconscious from deep. Uh, so I just think that this road trip also just really highlighted the depth that Loyola has. Jaden doesn't seem to be 100 percent yet but the fact that we're winning these games without Jaden's offensive production is comforting in a sense. We really want him to get back to 100% because we know how how well he plays and how much he can ball. Um but Sheldon, I mean it, it's going to be hard to take minutes away from him once JD's 100%. It's a good problem, but a problem nonetheless.
1: Yeah. I think I mean I think you maybe try to like Push Dawson to more of the three ish because, like, I think he's got the size to handle a it little, a little bit more, and then try to split his minutes with uh, take some of Muamba's minutes from him and put Dawson more in the rotation and keep Sheldon. I mean, Sheldon's gotta start next game, like. Minutes, right He's time. coming off of two huge games and like you can't not start him. You ride you have to ride the hot hand at a certain point. I mean, over the last two games, he is ten for twenty from deep, I believe. Um yeah. Ten for twenty from deep, like doing everything you want. He's been playing solid defense. Yeah, he had four fouls, but like He's being aggressive. He's being solid. He's not a defensive liability, which you could have argued a little bit last season. He was slightly more of a that was slightly more of a weakness, but he's been really in tune with defensive switches and kind of staying on top of that. Um, I mean, it's gonna be hard to say, okay, Sheldon, go ahead and get comfortable again because we'll pull you out. When we need you, but I mean, you've got to ride out hand right now. He's demanding more minutes and like, cause he played 30 minutes today. Like he could have played 33, like, like yeah, he had four fouls, but like he could have played more and he's just slowly demanding that. I mean, when he's your leading scorer in back to back games, got to go with it.
0: I mean, he's, uh, right now, I think he's he's going to be conference player of the week. You put up 45 points in two road games total when you've scored 15 for the entire season before that. You also have six steals in two games. You recorded a block against GW. Um, against GW, you had four rebounds, two two assists, a steal, a block, 18 points. And then you also set yeah, like we said, your career high with five steals and 27 points against George Mason, that's player of the week stuff. So um, I I think he got to start him and like if, and Jaden Dawson proved earlier this year that he's effective with his offense coming off the bench and providing that spark. So I think that right now we're sitting in a situation where you're running with, a, like a 10 man rotation, but not in a way that's trying, like not in a way that's detrimental where you don't know what roles are, but like Jalen Quinn deserves to play. Greg Dolan deserves to play. Dawson deserves minutes. Dame obviously is like the main six man F like, because of how much he plays with miles Rubin, like switching off. And then you have like two outliers. This game were Welch and Mwamba playing a total of nine minutes to the uh, combined so i mean maybe like you suggested like maybe mwamba sees less minutes in favor of like Jaden dawson getting back into the fold but it's going to be interesting it's going to it's a it's a good problem to have as opposed to last year where we were just trying to find someone to step up and lead this team um besides Braden and phil um this year it just looks like we have we we just look so much um deeper. And the fact that we had two games now where Sheldon Edwards, one of our deep bench players, led the team in scoring twice, um, should probably scare a lot of the eight ten that they now have to game plan against another guy on the Ramblers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I think Loyola has definitely established themselves as a big um a big force in the conference i mean obviously there's still about half the season left to go but when you're tied with dayton for second conference right now i mean you've gotta you've gotta respect that and like just all the different ways that this team can beat you like if you want to play half court if you want to play half court sets and you don't want to run, you want to slow it down. Loyola's defense will hold you to 50 points and then score 63 and be fine. If you want to run, they can score 85. If you want to, like, there's no... And then if you want to take away Dame, fine. We'll give it to Dez or Phil. If you want to take them away, okay, we'll give it to brain We'll give it to Edwards. We'll go back to Dame. Like, there's just... If Loyola is playing the way they can play and and playing, like not even their best basketball, just good basketball. They can beat you in multiple ways, whereas last season that just didn't exist. And it's one of those things where game planning against Loyola has got to be a nightmare because who do you take away? And then when you look at it, it's like, oh, well, he can drop 20, he can drop 20, he can drop 20. What do we do? Um, And who do we take away? Who do we let beat us? I think your best bets, honestly, to hope we're, Take away the paint, take away Dame, and then just hope they're not shooting well from deep because Loyola still isn't the greatest three-point shooting team. They're still – they're solid, but we can – if you look at the second half today, not great. But you just have to hope they're off for long enough that you can establish a long lead.
0: Yeah, I mean, among this team this year, um, I believe five players have scored 20 or more at this point. Um, and actually six people have, because Braden had 20 against Boston college. Damon Delican has, has had a 20 point game. Des Watson's had a 20 point game. Uh, Philip Austin did. Um, did I say Des Watson? Yeah. Sheldon. I think your last one Sheldon and yeah, Sheldon most recently. So like, how do you game plan for six players that can put up 20 at on any given night? Um yeah, you, you can't <laughs> you really can't.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then you sprinkle in a solid 8 to 12 from Greg Dolan from like guys that are not going to light up the scoreboard, but, but they're going to get their 8 to 12 points a game. Like
0: potentially Miles doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, He's had he's had some pretty good offensive production the last couple of games and he's hitting his free throws.
1: Yeah. So this team's definitely like going to be a force to be reckoned with. And like they're playing with confidence right now, which you love to see.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, so, yeah, any final points on Sheldon and his kind of breakout?
0: this isn't the last we're going to see of him this year. Uh, Even when Jaden Dawson gets healthy, he's I think Sheldon's going to stay in the starting lineup, but um, I'm so glad that this, this guy who has, I mean, this is his first winning season in college basketball in four years. Um, He played two years at Valpo. Then last year was on a 10 win Loyola team. And just listening to his post game interview, after the george mason win this dude is just basically doing all the coach speak that you want to hear as like a rambler fan they were complimenting his defense the fact that he had five steals and the only thing he could talk about is how he how he allowed maddox to get two threes off of him how he wasn't satisfied with that so i don't know if there's a player that right now I love more than Sheldon Edwards and that's saying a lot because this team is just filled with players that are so lovable as a Rambler fan Sheldon right now is just he's getting the chance to show what it means to be a Rambler basketball player and it's eye opening yeah
1: yeah so Sheldon keep up the good work and I mean heck let's keep riding in the tournament maybe you can be tournament mvp
0: yeah that'd be great i mean right now you're gonna you're a shoe in for player of the week in the conference i don't see who i mean you might share it with like deron holmes but um we'll see i i think that he should be probably the first the only guy to get it this uh this week and yeah i'd love to keep riding his offense hopefully he can bring it back home to the joe and go off against St. Joe's.
1: So we run into the St. Joe's Hawks. They're going to be flapping away. <laughs> you, that gets a full ride for the year.
0: Yeah. I mean, try flapping your for five minutes and I'm like, okay, I get it. That's, that's an endurance sport.
1: Yeah. Like, because I and like the kid who did it this year, his brother did it last year or something, and then yeah, and like they average like 3,000 some odd flaps a game or something like that. So, yeah, that was wild. Um, anyway, so the joke the Hawk will be there flapping. Um, so Loyola won on the road against St. Joe's previously this year. Um, I think that we have a St. Joe's is five and five on the year. They have kind of started to come around a little bit more than where they were when we first played them. They are five and seven in their last or five and two in their last seven. So they're playing mm-hmm. a little bit better. Their most recent game uh was against St. Louis today, correct?
0: Yeah, and they won, they eked it out at the end over Slew. Okay.
1: So yeah, so now they're yeah. um, still seven and two over the last seven, but eight and two over the last ten, or yeah, eight yeah. and two over the last nine. So definitely facing a hot team. Loyal is hot as well, so that's good to see. But like, um, you just really gotta take care of business. I mean, you can't let Reynolds beat you, Greer. I mean, we've already broken down this game a couple times, like this team a couple or a couple times, but like Reynolds will be a nightmare. Greer can be a nightmare. I mean, they got four guys that are five guys that are in do- average double digits a game. So it's one of those things where how we were talking about Loyola game planning to beat a team, game planning to beat Loyola when they can have a guy who can drop 20, very similar with the St. Joe's team. They have a bunch of different dudes who can have a day if they need it. and. They can spread out love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are facing a much different Hawks team. They were 0-3 in conference play when after we beat them, and they've since gone six and two. Um, so now they're sitting at six and five after their home win over St. Louis by a score of eighty-seven to eighty-six. Um the main thing that we have to do is just keep like the game plan for last time was to just make Everyone's lives miserable. Make sure that they're taking, they have to take a bunch of shots to get their points. I mean, like Eric Reynolds had 26 points. Nine of those were on free throws. He went three of 12 from deep and four of nine from within the arc. So just keeping, keep making it difficult for these Joe's guards. Um, One interesting thing to watch out for is to see if uh, Chris DeSondico will be able to play. He did not play against slew today due to, I believe it was a toe sprain. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. They'll still have Rashir Fleming locking down the paint, and we'll probably see a little bit more of uh, Kasper um in his stead. But yeah, one of the main things that we were the keys to victory is that we got Asandico and Fleming both to foul out, um, which really opened up the paint for players like dame uh to uh really take over at the end and yeah i really think that this game is going to come down to it's going to be another game game where it's going to be a possession win but we have to really just defend our home court and we are a different team than when we played them because we only shot 12 of 20 from the line We're we've been shooting much better than that as of late um, we had 16 turnovers. We had 14 total these past two games combined. So we've been turning the ball over a lot less. Um, we just need to make sure that we are staying focused on defense, staying with our assignments, and not letting them get hot from deep. Because this team, when when they get hot from deep, they they just pour it on the entire time.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think Lula has a decent shot at this. I mean, you beat him him on the road, you got to beat him home. I know there's a special rooting interest for some of us um, with the familial rivalries, but um, I think it'll be a good game. Um, It'll be exciting to see how it all shakes out.
0: Yeah, it is worth noting that we are projected to win because it's a home game, but no win should be taken for granted just because a metric says, we, says we're says we supposed to win. Because, I mean, we were supposed to lose at St. Joe's. We were supposed to lose at George Mason. And both of those games we won. I wouldn't say convincingly, but Mason we won by multiple possessions, which I was surprised about in the end. Um, so, yeah, it's just you can't trust metrics. You have to see how the games play out. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so and then after St. Joe's comes to the Joe, we have to go on the road and play Archie Miller and the Rhode Island Rams.
0: Yeah, the Rams right now are five and five in a 10 play, which is a lot better than they were expected to do at the beginning of the year. Um, their most recent game, which was like also against GW, they won in foggy bottom by a score of 88 to 65. So very impressive win where you saw Zeke Montgomery, the Bradley transfer go off for I believe 30 points. Um so yeah, it's it definitely um a team that can either pour it on or throw up a stinker like they did against St. Bonaventure and lose 99 to 64. So it really just depends on which team you're getting, but um we can really I think this is a game that we can definitely win. We just need to um watch out for their main scoring threats like Jaden House, um David Green who's been uh back in the lineup. Uh I believe he's been yeah, he's been playing as of late. Um Yeah. Um he did not play the last game just cuz of an injury. We'll see if he's healthy to go tomorrow against UMass and if he's healthy then then he should be able to go against Loyola next week Um, but yeah this is an Archie Miller coach team is always going to be a tough out Um, we really just have to stay locked in on defense I know it's very like of course you have to stay locked in on defense like that's not really helpful but um, their offense is pretty potent Um, they do very well at um, getting to the free throw line and converting on those free throws um their three point percentage is about 36 percent on the year and uh one thing that their defense does very well is limiting the amount of free throws their opponents take so yeah um really gonna need to be disciplined so that they aren't taking advantage of us from the from the free throw line again
1: yeah i mean at this point like My refrain of all refrains is: stay out of foul trouble, limit turnovers, and make free throws. Um, And just kind of we're doing two of them, yeah. Like Loyola just Loyola just needs to play their game. Um, There's really nothing that they need to do above and beyond. They just need to play like they've been playing. They've got a good they've got a good flow going. Find a guy who's hot and ride him and just. Go in and be a road dog. Uh, because I mean, this team has been very, very, very good on the road, very, very good at home. So it's just one of those things where every game this year, or every game from here on out, Loyola needs to go in with the confidence of, hey, this is our game. Like they can try to beat us, but we're walking out of here with this win and doing whatever it takes to do that. And you've definitely seen that swagger and that like confidence just grow throughout the season. So
0: yeah, definitely. Um I do want to bring up a couple other players in on Rhode Island uh Luis Court um, is their assists and steals leader while also putting up 10 points per game and in the all-time name team for college basketball, they have always right um they're a guard who averages almost 16 minutes a game. Um just what an awesome name. Great job by his parents naming him always with the last name right. Um yeah, just one of my favorite. I'm gonna like I've been following him just because of his name, and it's it's pretty fun.
1: That's awesome. But yeah, so great names. I mean, you always <laughs> you always got to love a good name. One of the biggest uh travesties about current baseball is they got rid of the goofy nicknames Yeah. Um, that Those used to be punks
0: and arms. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> So, gotta love a good name, um, but yeah, I think Loyola's got a shot this week. I mean, right now you want to win them all. I think one and one this week you're you'll take that sour taste in your mouth. But I think like I think even going forward, like there's maybe one or two games where you're like okay losing, but I feel like this is a time for Loyola to just be like, no, we're not. We're done losing. We'll never lose again, and then just do it.
0: Yeah, I think this week if you're looking at uh, uh if you had to lose one, not that I'm saying you do, it makes more sense to lose at home to St. Joe's just because St. Joe's is looking for revenge. It's a little it means a little bit more uh because of the rivalry between Jesuit schools. Um but you got to beat Rhodey. Um Rhode Island they beat you at at your place last year on a bad sideline out of bounds play where we threw it up to fill the dunk, and that was the only option um you gotta get revenge on Archie miller and yeah, but if you can beat Billy Lang and Archie Miller in the same week and go to eleven and two in conference play, I'll gladly take it. I just don't wanna um inflate my expectations too much for that because it's understandable to lose against St Joe's, especially on their their hot streak of six, six wins in the last eight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is play the game now. All you got to see is what we'll see. But, yeah. So, yeah, thank you all for listening. And as always, onward LU.